When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull, and we are closing in on the two-minute warning. What a game. What a game. It has been gross for most of it, as most of you know. We are in a 0-0 tie with the Vikings driving with 2-11 left as I've got it. Um, We shall see how this goes. Right now, we did look. We got the completion, which is amazing. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Thanks to uh, Mullins. Now, one thing I wanted to say is this title was he is back. Justin Jefferson, that is. And after two attempts towards him, he is gone. That's right. Justin Jefferson is now in the hospital with a shot underneath his arm to the ribs. They're calling it a chest injury. Curious how that will go. We shall find out soon enough, I'm sure. As of right now, I am watching the game. I am on YouTube stream, so I'm a little bit behind you all. Mullins is back. Mullins, and we've got a timeout by Minnesota, which is a good thing as I get out links to all the participants in this show. We're going to have a full crew tonight, which is outstanding, and uh, which is a good thing, obviously. We will shall find out, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, we shall see how this goes. But right now, it's a pretty sad thing. Anyways, just to let you know. We've had a lot of injuries today. We shall see how those go. And I'm trying to see who I've missed sending a link to. I think I've got a link out to everybody I need to. We shall see. All right. I see everybody in the chats. We have Two-Tone Tony. Welcome to the show. As of right now, I am watching uh, Mullins comes up. There's two minutes and 13 seconds left in the game. He gets the snap. Oh, no. Did he? No. It looks like a delay of game offense. Yes, Dalton Mullins is playing better than Dobbs. That is right. Hello there, Yogi. I inadvertently sent you the link. Um, But if you wish to join, by all means, Clifford, small sample size. But if you can see what KOC wanted with Mullins. Curtis, Skull T-Y-A, what's up, my brother? What's up, my brother? Sarah, I am glad you have joined us today. I love your comments. Yes, I do. Uh, Cody, as keep Mullins for the rest of the season. Well, it looks like it'll probably be from here on out, or at least until we get Hall in there. We shall see. And Chandler goes, and that's another disappointment of this game so far. Madison was running well, and then he gets hurt. Two-tone Tony, this game was pure trash. Absolutely. And do you want to know when the last time the NFL had a 0-0 tie? Well, I found out. It was 1943 when most of the players went off to fight in World War II. That's right. It's been that long. Oh, well. Um, It's been another fun game, and we shall see. As Justin says, this is so bad. Justin should be joining us hopefully shortly as well. 
and this game is bad. Um, let's see. We've got a. We've got somebody in the green room, and we shall see. Come on. And, of course, my stream deck isn't working properly. Isn't that wonderful? I've got to guess. Gay. All right. Is it this screen? No. Is it this one? No. This one? No. None of them's working. Absolutely fantastic. All right. We'll go the manual way. Let's go to double screen. Here we go. I've got Tyler there. Going to switch that up. Going to put the one and only Jonas Stark all the way from Germany. Jonas, what do you think so far? Well, this game is going to end with a soccer score. <laughs> uh, don't they call it football over there? Uh, they do, but uh, since I'm playing American football and I uh, American football for me is uh, the number one sports, I'm using it like Americans do. Ah, uh, you freaking rock. Thank you very much. All right. See, Jonas all the way over there. He talks Vikings for the German audience. And uh, for the German audience, what do you sound like? Uh, <laughs> not, not sure. Speak German for us. Oh, okay. Um, and here comes Joseph out for the attempt. The vehicle is good. I, oh, no, you're ahead of me. That's no, awesome. No, 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 no. That's that was the replay. Uh huh. And <laughs> here we go. And. It apparently it wasn't good. Just look at that. Uh, yes, Sarah, on the bright side, our defense shut out the team. And Joseph kicks it through the middle of the uprights. The Vikings score three points. And that may be enough to win the game as there are a minute 57 left by my stream. And with that, it's time for the roll-in. Welcome to Vikings First and Skulls, live at the two-minute warning. Next. What you drinking? That looks like water. It is. <laughs> not me, brother. Not me. <laughs> not with this game. <laughs> Roger, I'm sorry I ruined it for you. That's too bad. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm behind Miss, the lovely and beautiful Miss Mary, who is in the chat. She is local, and she's getting the uncut, undelayed stream, so she knows, which is good. <laughs> Roger Dar Dartez, good, ugly defensive game. Yeah, it's ugly, and thank thankfully, we have the defense. Sarah says that should be a defensive scoring stat. Yes, Sarah, I believe you're right, because the defense is winning this game. Yes, that's what it is. Man, if somebody would have told me ahead of the season that the Vikings might win it, might win a game three to nothing. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's just nuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Frozen asks, Sarah, if you are still stranded without keys, he's in Minneapolis. He can help you out. Chuck says, skull, everybody. Chuck's heart's also going 160 beats per minute. We will get that. Mary says, okay, D, interception. <laughs> Ivan Pace. What a game he's had. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tuto Tony laughing. A win, a win. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my! What a finish! I'm ready to slam everybody on this team after this game. 
and, and the Vikings pull it out in the most unconventional way. And it is the defense once again. Yes. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Because I need to take a quick break because the throat's feeling it. What a catch. Ivan Pace Jr. has been obviously got to be one of the rookies of the year for the Vikings this year. That's just amazing. Yeah, definitely. He is one of the best, one of the five best uh, defensive rookies overall in this league. Uh, it's, it's, it's maddening how he made it out of the draft. And yeah, it's another reminder that uh, size can matter, but it, doesn't always, <laughs> it's doesn't always. It's not and the size of the one, you, but the magic within. If you, like if you have, if say. you have a good, if you have a good football player, he's he might just be that a good football player. And Ivan Pace is all around a very good football player. And uh, yeah, it it's not really a surprise because he was <laughs> a good football player at Cincinnati. Yep, he was. Um, he was. God, that was fun. Man, if the Vikings score a touchdown now and ruin that soccer score, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sarah, we all hope JJ is okay. He was taken to the hospital. We all saw that hit underneath the ribs to the chest. They're saying it's a chest injury. I am uh, hoping it is not that bad. James, yes, it is a Boston Scully hat. I don't believe it's the Purple Rose. It may be. Um, I've got uh, that and uh, one of the – I've got quite a few Boston Scullies. And this very well may be. And I do like them very much. I was hoping to get one of the Christmas ones, but they did not have it in my size. All right, here we go. Minute 25 per my clock, counting down. The Minnesota Vikings have the ball with a 3-0 lead, and we will go from there. All right. So you're they about 10 seconds ahead of me. Okay. Dan says, well, the defense is carrying the team, and who would have thought that happened would happen this year? Yeah, nobody. It's, it's amazing what Brian Flores has done. Absolutely. Um, Cody says, make Dobbs pay for JJ's hospital bill. I don't think that's mm. going to happen, but I understand the sentiment. Yeah, true. Frozen says, uh, two bad quarterbacks, one bad kicker, and a very confusing head coach, three whole points, and one beautiful, beautiful defense. I agree on two out of those three, I'm not blaming Kevin O'Connell for this offensive output. He just was working with basically nothing because, man, Joshua Dobbs played bad. I thought so. And I thought it was not so much on the calls, but the execution. Yeah. And the amount of injuries we hurt took today was, it, that's a big deal. The thing is, um, and I've, I've seen a lot of people who just said, "Oh, he got him. He got to move him around. He got to do some rollouts and stuff like that." Like, yeah, that's the easiest solution for a mobile for a mobile QB. But if your average Joe ahead of the TV knows that the defensive coordinator on the other side is going to know that too, and the writers and the other two teams, the last two weeks, just sent the edge rushers upfield so far that you basically can't do those regular rollouts because you have to go so so far behind uh, them. You ju you just you're just not going around. It's mm -hmm. there's no way you can get around them, and uh, because of that, like. Every defense after the first couple of games uh, with Dobbs 
did everything to keep him in the pocket. So it wasn't Kevin O'Connell who wanted to uh, make him a pocket pass. It was opposing defense who did that. And uh, this is the reason why being Joseph mobile out is for a ve- another field goal attempt. Is a very good asset, but it's yarder. not going to just win your game if uh, if you don't offer anything else. And mm-hmm. with Joshua Dobbs, he just Snap. doesn't. Oh, he pooch kicked it straight back to Joseph, and he pooch kicks it about twenty yards. And <laughs> my daughter yells, "What was that?" Seven seconds left. The Raiders get the ball at about the I think it was the twenty five ish. I could be wrong. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, what the hell? Um, I'm going to bring on a special guest right now. We've got, oh, need to correct some stuff real quick. Hold on. Got to turn a camera or two on. It would have been so fitting if the writers just scored a touchdown on that one. Mm-hmm. I invited a special friend, Curtis, known as Skull TYA, to comment on this. And my daughter's screaming, and I missed what was going on, but it looks like the game is over. Curtis, oh. in the history of the Minnesota Vikings, something that you specialize in. Yes. How does this game rank? Uh, well, I'll always say an ugly win is always better than a beautiful loss. <laughs> and this is probably one of the most, probably the ugliest win I have seen. Um, I'm glad KOC finally Dobbs out of the game because he was killing our wide receivers. Because what's the one thing you can't do with wide receiver? You can't miss high. Yep, you can't miss high. They don't care. Wide receivers will tell you, I don't care where you miss, just don't miss high. And he was missing high this whole game. Uh, I don't blame – I question Dobbs starting, but I don't – I understand it. You had a bye week. You coach him up. But after the first quarter, you, you, you could see that he did not have it. Mm-hmm. So – I give KOC credit for that. Uh, KOC actually adjusted, so I'll give him credit for that. But I, I, on one of the shows that we did last night, I said that if KOC is going to run the offense as if, of, as if Cousins was still the quarterback, i.e. Right. staying in the pocket, Mullins is the best quarterback on the roster to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy they won. I think they need to keep Mullins as the quarterback because clearly – Dobbs is not the answer, um, but the defense. Uh, if Brian Flores doesn't win Defensive Coach of the Year, then you know that he is blackballed. Still, no. With that, buddy, I need to let you go because I hey, they, bring more people on. But no worries, man. Thank you for having me. On. Oh yeah, and, uh, what's your show that you do that is unique uh, in Vikingsdom? Vikings Vintage, talking Vikings history. We do it every Wednesday night around 9 o'clock. Uh, last week, we, uh, we, we've we done holiday games. We've done uh, – we did the Purple, Pe- Pe- Purple People Eaters uh, this Wednesday. We've done best receivers. We've done running backs. We did quarterbacks. We did how the franchise started. We've done all that. So check uh, – it's on uh, Skull TYA Catch84's channel. It's also on Yogi's channel, Purple Rain 24-7. Uh, that's where you can find it. We are the only show – that has a weekly show where we talk nothing but Vikings history. My co-host, Tony Bell, is an encyclopedia of history. I'm the Reader's Digest version, but he's the encyclopedia. So, <laughs> And the Love Boat version was absolutely oh, the love, right. If you, have, if you have not seen the Love Boat version, you need to go watch it. All I'm going to say is uh, go to the ca- uh, Okra Field. No yeah. kids. Not no under kids. 18. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for popping on. And uh, nice meeting you, I look Thank forward you. to your next show. Go. Thank you. And here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Day. That's what I got. shaking your head. We won. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. And sometimes when you lose, you really win. And neither team 
offensively deserve to win that game. Defensively, yeah, we played great against a mediocre offense, but I'm not trying to be ultra negative. I'm just – I am totally dismayed that out of a bye week, you look gutless, pathetic, inexcusable offensively. Your head coach is too prideful to ever bench a player despite it being obvious to a seven-year-old that the quarterback he's playing doesn't have it and something has got to change. That defense deserved far better than to having to make a couple of plays at the end of the game to save your sorry asses. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be. uh, It's kind of like when we beat Green Bay, but we lost Kirk Cousins. It's like you can't even be happy about the fact that you got a W today. All right, now that that rant is over, I'm going to say it like this. Josh Dobbs is not it. We've said that for weeks, particularly the last two over the bye week. He should have never been the starter. That's not second guessing because the Monday after the Chicago, excuse me, right after the Chicago game, I said, Josh Dobbs ain't it. He shouldn't be starting another game. Congratulations, you beat a mediocre team three to nothing. Um, Yeah, celebrate the win. That's fine. We're still in the playoffs. And a lot of things happened right for the Vikings today. Seattle lost. Detroit lost. Uh, the Rams lost. Hopefully the Giants can complete the uh, Superfecta and beat the Packers tomorrow. And we would like that on general principle <laughs> on just general to watch the Packers it's lose. Not gonna but happen, but it's not going to happen. I mean, but then again, we also said there's no way that the Vikings and Raiders are only going to score three points. That's not going to happen either. So I don't know what to make of it, guys. At, at the end of the day, I see um, – I said Jaron Mahomes Hall was the guy I wanted to see, not only because I knew Josh Dobbs having the answer wasn't the answer, and I know Nick Mullins just is what he is. I wanted to see Hall go. Uh, Tyler and I are uh, on the same page there, which is to say, I want to know what we have going into next season. And oh, well, we're in a playoff hunt. Big deal. I don't care if this team makes the playoffs. You ain't going anywhere. Not with that. Yeah, KOC. But, uh, oh, Vikings fans yeah. want to get to the playoffs. It makes for an exciting season. It makes for an exciting friends and family time when we're rooting for our team and they get there. Now, will they go there? No, the logical man and the logical brain side of you says, no, they're probably going to be one and done. But it is fun getting there, and that's what the Wolves bank on. Well, literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it is what it is. Yes. We're old enough. I've seen enough decades of Vikings football that I want that Super Bowl. But shy of that, at least we're, we are, as Vikings fans, at least entertained for the most part because we are always quasi-competitive to get there. So, And there's something to be said about that. Go not ahead, sure I was entertained today, man. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I, again, can I go back to what I said after the Bears game? I would have been more entertained pl- plunging my head into a boiling hot vat of asphalt. I would have been more entertained watching paint dry. I would have been more entertained sorting my socks. I mean, I didn't want to go with the line two weeks in a row, but at the end of the day, I agree with two evil there. I was going to say it myself. This isn't entertaining. It's mediocrity. And mm-hmm. And I get it. You, you lost Justin Jefferson for seven games. You lose him after one quarter because Dobbs just completely hangs him out to dry. Um, and you lost Kirk Cousins. So what do you expect? Okay, fine. My expectations are lowered than what they would have been with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson healthy the whole season. I, I, of course they're lowered. But this isn't about lowering expectations anymore. This is about incompetency. It's about incompetency at quarterback. And with all due respect, I, I'm not saying I disagree with Curtis, but to say, well, Kevin, Kevin O'Connell, fight. no, that switch should have happened. First off, he should have never started. But mm-hmm. that's, but after one quarter, it should have been a, a quick hook. It should have definitely been by halftime. And I'm sorry, but Kevin O'Connell's too loyal to guys. He was too loyal to uh, Ed Donichelle last year when after the Buffalo, excuse me, after the Dallas game, it was like, okay, we got to make a change here. And he didn't make it till the end of the season. Um, it. Whatever Alexander Madison was looking good until he got hurt. Um, well, let's, I'm let's, sorry, he's got to move on. He's got to list on. the injuries. Yeah, JJ, obviously, that's a big one. We haven't heard, or I haven't heard yet, what the result of that one is. Oh, 
O'Neill went out. We had Darisaw, or not Darisaw, but uh, Risner go out. Now, he eventually came back in, but he's got something messed up in his ankle. Um, who else did we lose? We obviously lost Ed Ingram prior to the game due to a hip injury prior to that. Madison went out. Madison tried to come back in but couldn't. There's a lot of injuries that are out there, and some of them can be blamed on Dobbs because Dobbs tried to hang up those receivers to get killed. I don't know, not just J.J., but it was um, K.J. and T.J., and they were all the, the passes were just a little bit off, and that's that's enough to devastate a team, and this isn't what we want. Um Barry says this team isn't good enough to be in the playoffs. You got to remember it's good enough amongst a <laughs> 16 team divisional or conference mess up. Are they good enough within that 16 teams? And the answer right now is yes, because of the record. But God is, and the NFC South today got all jambled up. Buccaneers now lead it. They jumped us. They're now the because they won their their head in their division. We'll see from there how that goes. But it's it's going to be interesting. Now next week we have the Bengals. The Bengals today. I saw that Browning went off the field for something. I thought it was his right hand. I don't know if he came back or not. Um, but Browning's playing a lot better, and I suspect we'll see Browning. Um, it's going to be interesting how we finish it. KOC needs to pull his cranium out of his posterior and coach these people. And I'm not calling it on play calling. I think play calling is fine. But he needs to coach and get the execution that we got last year. Now, if you're telling me that, oh, it's all KOC's fault, are you telling me that Kirk Cousins made KOC? I'm not so sure about that. I think mm. there's a lot of things about KOC that made Kirk Cousins playing as well as he did. So if he can make Cousins play as well as he did, why can't he make Mullins or Hall, which you and I agree with should be the, the quarterback, but I think they're going to go with Mullins from here on out. Oh, of course and, they are. And we'll find out. Uh, yes, Aaron KOC almost looks like a rookie this year, and it's in his second year, which he shouldn't. And I don't care about sophomore slumps. He should not have it. He's getting paid lots of money to do this. Too Evil to Hope says Browning is 10 times better. Well, we'll find out. And with that, we're going to the four screen mode, and you know what that means. Yeah. The oh, yeah, let's the get this party started, started baby. We've got the whole crew on board. Tyler now joins us. Tyler, <sighs> what's your impression? Hold on, let me get my popcorn. Game. Let me get my popcorn ready here. All right, go ahead. Listen, I'm just glad I got paid to watch that absolute monstrosity. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, look, it, this was one, it was the lowest scoring game since 2007. And that game was a 3 nothing uh, Steelers win over the Dolphins. If you remember that Monday night game, it was called the Mud Bowl because the field uh, conditions were just absolutely atrocious and nobody could do anything. So 3 nothing makes sense. This is the lowest scoring indoor game of all time. And the Vikings just had a, um, just incredible injuries on offense. Uh, hopefully Justin Jefferson's okay. I would project that to be something with a lung, uh, punctured lung, collapsed lung. Um, hopefully it's a bunch of nothing. They did say it's uh, based on precautionary measures, not that he needs to go to the hospital. So I'm going to take that as a really big positive. We'll kind of see how things play out. O'Neal ankle injury. I didn't quite see him actually injure the ankle. Hopefully it's just a low to mid ankle sprain. So he um, rolled up on it. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Well, because on that play, he like, that he's blocking Crosby and then his lower half gets like almost pushed backwards and he anchors. But I think that's where the, the twinge or sprain happened. Um, and then Alexander Madison, who's having a pretty good day. He looked good. He's, he's never going to be explosive, but he was making plays. He was getting extra yards and he was seeing things really well. And then 
the one thing that really frustrated me, where were the adjustments? Where were the, I self scouted myself during the bye week. The offense looked anemic. It looked frustrating that it's almost like they didn't have the bye week and you can't do that. And then you can't towards the end of the game, come out of a time out. And all of a sudden you have a delay of game. I don't care if a backup quarterback is in there who just came in a couple, like two series ago. You can't do those things. Mullins is a veteran. We're not talking about a, a rookie. If Jaron Hall would have done that, you give it a tiny bit more leniency, but you still can't do that. You're not even dealing with a running clock, so you don't have to wait for it to go down. Just run the play. Run the play. That's all we're asking. And they ended up getting the win. 58 minutes and three seconds of scoreless football. It's a day like today, Dave, where I'm glad I get paid to cover this team because otherwise, with the weekend I've had, I may have just went and done something else. My dad even texted me like, <laughs> this sucks. And yeah, it really did. Um, hats off to the defense. The yes. first Vikings shutout, um, I can't. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been... A di- I don't even think Zimmer's team shut anybody out. I think we're, we're talking like 15, I 20 think- years. I think they didn't they shut out the Packers in that Tyler Huntley. Yeah, sixteen nothing in two thousand seventeen. That's the first one. Yes, that sixteen nothing in two thousand seventeen. This was also according to Kevin Seifert the first Vikings win without a touchdown since nineteen ninety three. Also against the Packers, they won fifteen thirteen five field goals. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Look, they got the win. You had like there's a saying with one of the college football shows that I watch or listen to called the solid verbal and with college football, it's, it's more prevalent because you need to win all your games unless you're Florida state and the committee just screws you over. uh, You have to win your clunkers. When you play bad, you have to find a way to win. And the Vikings played bad on offense and they found a way to win because of their defense and hats off to them. They, they found a way and now they're one game up over the Seahawks, the Rams, and a half game up over the Green Bay Packers uh, heading into Monday Night Football where they play the Giants. And now they're also two games behind the Detroit Lions. If the Vikings win out, they win the NFC North. It's that simple. The Vikings win their next four games. They win the NFC North straight up. Which is crazy, like you said, Justin. But they literally control their fate. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not even saying I think they'll win their next four games. I'm not even saying I would predict them to win those next four games. But if they do, they win the division straight up. No questions asked. And that rocks. That's that's that we're playing with house money. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I get it. Like I came in firing and I don't want it to be like, oh, that Justin, why is he all negative? We won the game. It, it's just to me. They get in their own way sometimes. Like you said, coming out of a timeout, you get a delay of game penalty. That's like coming out of a timeout and have 12 guys on the field. Oh, sorry. Uh, Ode to Brad Childress and company. But, yes, they control, as George McFly would say, their own density. And I say that somewhat as a double entendre because right now, offensively, they look dense. And I get it. It's a lot of moving parts, but. I, I'm sick of. I, I got real sick of hearing Christian Ponder and Leslie Frazier say we're going to look at the tape. I'm, I'm I'm starting to get to the point with KLC where it's just like stop talking about what you think you're doing, and actually show that on the field again. It's it's a comedy of it was Keystone Cops offensively, Keystone Cops, and this defense. Shout out to Brian Flores and this defense. Again, you weren't going up against Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Jalen Hurts, but you did what you had to do. Anytime you pitch a shutout, you know it is what it is. So. How can they fix? The, how can they fix this? I mean, what what can they do to not look so anemic at times? That's mm-hmm. what I. That's what I'm racking my brain on. Is like, okay, Kirk Cousins ain't walking through that door. We but know. First, we don't know. We, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say I want Tyler to address Norse via super chat. Oh, okay. That that's very nice of you. Thank you. Um, we miss you, Claire, a lot. Um, oh, she was the best. But we'll, uh, tomorrow night's show is dedicated to her. So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more and um, we'll, we'll share some pictures too. Now you can continue, Justin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Other than that, <laughs> yeah. 
I was just going to say, by the way, Tyler, how was your birthday? But anyway, um, I'm just saying that it's. She had a good day up until about like 11 p.m. And then things started going bad. But the birthday was good. All right. I'm just saying that it's 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 frustrating. Uh, As Joe Meyer would say, very frustrating. I'm trying to find the silver lining. I'm trying to find. okay, because for the entire first eight games of the season before Kirk Cousins went down. We said, okay, we just need to cut out the turnovers. If we can cut out the turnovers, we can improve and we can get to where we want to get. We didn't have any turnovers today, I, I don't recall, because we were punting the ball so dang on much. But, you know, what can we do to improve this, to get this on somewhat of a track? Because, like you said, as ridiculous as this sounds, you win out, you win the division. And this team, right. <laughs> it, it's mind-boggling that they could still win this division. Well, first of all, uh, the biggest fix is probably going to be Nick Mullins can execute a play call properly, properly, and Josh Dobbs can't. And we saw that today. Like, Nick Mullins is never going to be a good QB, but at least he can execute a play call the way it is called. And that should help at least a little bit. <laughs> and Justin, we had zero turnovers today. Yeah, yeah. They had one. Yeah. Just oh, pardon me, three. Mm-hmm. And if if I recall correctly, the Vikings got zero points on those turnovers. Um by which, the letter of the law, they 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 did get three. I mean, one of them was the last play where they recovered the you know Stanford band play. Yeah, they got two true turnovers, if I recall correctly. But either way, zero points. And again, after they get that turnover, do you like the play calling on that last drive to drain clock and, you know, not be a little more aggressive to not even give them another chance at that? I mean, what do you guys think? I'm fine with um, it. You're going back up quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I, the, I the think offense this enough to inspire you. I'll, I'll, I'll let Jonas continue. Yeah. I think in, in this moment, it was fine because the writers just had one timeout. Uh, they didn't move the ball at all. They were going to pin them way inside their uh, their own territory. And yeah, they weren't going to uh, to get this one. It was, that was, that was an easy call. Uh, they would have needed like some, uh, some Miami Dolphins play like uh, I think I don't know if you remember that one they had against I think it was the Patriots where they won with uh, some lateral action the Raiders would have needed something like that and if they get it yeah congrat- congratulations that's uh, that's not in the play calling I want to thank Norsefius again for another super chat this time, let the drunk call plays. KOC is weak. Um, Mary gives us one for Eclair. Uh, thank you, Mary. I know you love seeing pictures of Eclair as well. Y'all, you don't know how much that uh, warms our hearts, and we appreciate it. Hawkinson, Freddie, Hawkinson setting a Vikings record. I missed that. What record did he set? Uh, ever by a Vikings tight end in a single season. Wow. Uh, breaking Rudolph, I think it was 2013. Okay. And obviously that came once Mullins was in because I don't think he caught a single one of Dobbs passes. He got one from Dobbs, I think. Mullins had more passing yards <laughs> than Dobbs did. When it was all uh, said and done. Uh, Norsevius, uh, no. Holy Not, shit. We haven't gone over the, that level yet on this one. I don't need to mark this one as explicit. The Chiefs just ran a hook and ladder for a touchdown. And if if uh, the flag isn't on the Chiefs, the Chiefs will have taken the lead. Oh, oh offsides on the offense. You, you can't make <laughs> that up. Offsides on the offense. Um, How? Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, the one receiver on the bunch 
Like, he lined up in the neutral zone. Oh, yeah. You got to be kidding me. Oh, Brian says yeah. today it was not turnovers. It was Tony. drops. Yes, there were how some many, drops there, Brian. How many game wrecking mistakes did Kadarius Tony commit this year? <laughs> Starting with that drop uh, into an interception uh, against the Lions in week one. Damn. What, why That's is Patrick Holmes' face mask so close to his face? Like, I, I feel like he's the only guy where his face mask is like this close to his face. Everybody else's, it's like this close. Like, it, it's it's almost like he, he wants to be able to, to reach it or, or whatever with his Uh-oh. tongue because there might be some peanut butter on there. Like, <laughs> well, it's actually it expands his field of vision here. without being in it. The closer you are, the bigger the gap he can see that now i do want you tyler i want you to answer this question andrew asks so who's going to be our starting quarterback week one next year tyler why would i I ask you to answer that if i had to guess right now it would be a you know what Uh, i might actually go with nick mullins um mullins is under contract for one more season and He's he's kind of he's somebody that you want as your backup. He's somebody that you'd want, hey, as like a bridge guy to a rookie, but you don't want him starting the entire time. You don't want him to be your starter for the entire year. If he you need him to come in and win a game or two because your quarterback's hurt, yeah, that's a pretty good guy to have considering like you're not gonna have an elite player there. Um, I think the Vikings will probably end up taking a guy in round one in the draft. And I just the um the Achilles injury for Cousins, I really think is going to be uh, too much for the Vikings to actually like want to keep him. Like If there was a torn ACL, it would be a different story. But Achilles, you generate so much power and torque from your lower half to throw and drive the football. You can't do that as effective post-Achilles injury at least the first year, maybe year two. But we're also not talking about a 24-year-old player. We're talking about a guy who's 36. And that that's the difference here. So I, I think it'll end up being a rookie backing up Nick Mullins week one. And then we'll kind of see going from there. That that would be my best guess right now. Um, oh, also um, update. Justin Jefferson is in the locker room. He has been released from the hospital. So my guess, uneducated guess as of right now, is you, I would expect him to play on Sunday. I, mm. I don't know what the extent of the injury is, but it looks like he got checked out. They felt good. And obviously a hospital is going to have more instruments and more technology than a locker room is going to have. So sounds like they feel yeah, pretty good. I'm sure so, they ran them through an MRI or something to check it mm-hmm. out. And to your point about Kirk, there's also the economics of the fact that with all of that dead money they pushed out, whatever number you sign him to as far as cash you have to add $10 million of cap hit. So people say, oh, well, he might take a discount. Well, he's not taking that big of a discount, okay? He, you it, know? All, it all depends on what his market is going to be, and I think that, that could be a caveat too. Maybe nobody wants to give him $35 million because he's an older guy coming off of an Achilles. And mm-hmm. he, didn't, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he can fire in a 15-yard deep out. Like he's, We're not talking about Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes' arm strength. But I'd give it a solid seven and a half or eight out of ten. Like it's a good NFL arm. But when it's only good, then that's when you talk about an Achilles tendon potentially making things even worse. And that drop off can come harder and faster. Like look, Drew Brees never had a strong arm, but eventually his arm got just got to be so anemic, it was just brutal. Peyton and Manning on that last season of his uh, was throwing up yeah. noodles that it took a defense yep. to carry him over. And the aside from the fact Chiefs. Yep, the Bills win. And aside from the fact that he already wasn't very mobile to begin with, that unless you can magically give me the Dallas Cowboys offensive line from the mid nineties, uh, to put in front of Kirk Cousins who's uh, coming off of an Achilles and already being somewhat of a statue, I'm sorry, my answer is no to that. I mean, he could say that he would play for thirty million. 
And that would still be a $40 million cap. And to that, I'd say no. And oh, by the way, you're also, instead of taking all 28 and a half dead next season, if he's gone, you're then pushing out another 18 and a half into 2025. I'm just ready to be, I'm just ready to rip the bandaid off. I'm ready to pay the dead salary cap hits all at once and be done with it and stop kicking the can down the road. But I say Jaron Mahomes Hall, but you know, I'm playing to the hits with Tyler in the building to say Jaron Hall, but it's still how I feel. I would love to see what Hall has, but I just it don't does. think we're that, going to. No, I totally agree. I've said it for the last two weeks. I said it after the Chicago game. I said, give Jaron Hall the rest of the season. I said that after Kirk went down, which is what we were going to have until Hall got hurt. To me, the intrinsic value, there's not much difference between Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall. Like you said earlier this week, all three of these guys are in the same bucket. What, tie, what what gives me the tiebreaker is I'd rather see what we have in Hall because if you find out that he doesn't have it, then you know that he doesn't have it. And if he shows you something, a la Jordan Love, where you say, all right, maybe we don't need to try and trade up into the top 10 to get one of these rookie quarters. Maybe we've got enough with this guy. That's another thing. But you're not going to find anything out about Jaron Hall and frankly, this team, by playing Nick Mullins for four games, you're probably going to go two and two with Nick Mullins. As you said, if Kirk goes down for four weeks, you put Mullins in and you hope he goes two and two until Kirk gets back. With Kirk out for the year, find out what you got. But that's not how the owners think. That's, that's not, not how the way they're going to do that. That's, that's how fans think because we can be forward thinking to say, you know what, whatever short-term gains we might get, is it worth not finding out what long-term pains we can get for us? The answer is no, but for the people in charge, the answer is yes. Jonas, who should start next week? Uh, I could just uh, repeat what was just said. I, I would like to see Jaron Hall uh, for more than one drive in regular season action. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we are going to see Nick Mullins. And as long as we don't see uh, another game of Joshua Dobbs, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking Christian of which, Ponder played better than Dobbs are crying out loud. I know he couldn't run like Dobbs, but oh my gosh, he's got he's got a guy on the sidelines on third down and he airmails him with the, I'm like, wait a second. He wasn't going to get a first down. He might have got five yards at best. But how do you just airmail a guy on the sidelines like that? It, oh. Justin, yeah. I got that. Almost exact comment in one of my chats during the game that this looks like Christian Ponder. Anyways, speaking of which, let's go through some stats real quick. Nick Mullins was 9 for 13 with a 6.4 yard average and an 86.4 rating, whereas Joshua Dobbs was 10 for 23 and a 2.7 yard uh, completion rate completion rate and a 50.8 um, rating. Alexander Madison was your leading rusher with 10 carries for 66 yards, 6.6. Math on that one's easy. Ty Chandler had 12 carries for 35 and a 2.9. Obviously, it was quite visible that Alexander Madison is the better of the two backs. Hopefully, he will be healthy next week. Joshua Dobbs had five rushes for 21 yards. Obviously, he did better than uh, running than passing. Now, C.J. Ham had one, and Kane had a couple for not much. When it comes to receiving, your leading receiver today was T.J. Hawkinson, 5 for 53 and a 10.3-yard average. Most of those came from Nick Mullins. Justin Jefferson had two uh, receptions for 27 yards, 13.5 yards, and messed up ribs. We will find out more about that this week. Jordan Addison had for two for 27 as well. K.J. Osborne had four for 15, and he dropped more than that, uh, or at least it seemed that way. Those are your rushers. We had no fumbles. When it comes to defense, Ivan Pace Jr. was the standout by far. He had 13 total uh, tackles, seven solo, one sack, and one tackle for loss. Josh Metellus came in second at seven tackles with four solo. Um, so you've got 
some good players on there, and Metellus is having a great season, and I love it for him. I do wish, however, that uh, Daniil Hunter would have gotten his next million-dollar bonus sack, but he did not. Unfortunately, that happens. Um, He did get credited with a QB hit. We'll find out from there. It was the defense stood out today, obviously, pitching a shutout, not done since 2017 against the Green Bay Packers, which is always a great team to shut out. And so we got to give our hat tip to Brian Flores and another fabulous week on his end. Mary wonders how many Josh Dirt or Josh Dobbs jerseys will sell now. Jonas, any Fine. idea? <laughs> and as uh, I just put in, one hundred percent of them will be going to the Goodwill. How many? <laughs> uh, I would say you can just uh, pull that one out and uh, make a Mikhail Blackman jersey out of that. <laughs> uh. I mean, mm-hmm. he's having a really solid rookie season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's not the worst thing you can do. Not as good as, quite as good as pace, but we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, well, folks, we'd call it There was a, a couple of things. That, there, there was one in the, in the chat. Yes. Pay Brian Flores $1 less than Kevin O'Connell because there is no salary cap in paying your coaches. Do whatever mm-hmm. you have to sans sabotaging a man's opportunity to get a head coaching job. Whatever else it takes, <laughs> you keep him. You don't stand in his way. You don't say, oh, you know, give him a bad recommendation. You don't do that. But other than that, you give him whatever he wants, period, point blank. Because um, this guy, I mean, how much further can you, you, how much more can you expect out of this defense? The answer is not. I was scared that. After the interception, and that we didn't get a first down, that somehow the Raiders were going to find a way to get in the end zone, and then people would be bashing the defense for once again giving it up in the last two minutes, which is like, really, you you, you can't be serious because there are some people that said that about the Bears game. Oh, that's on the defense. Uh, when they took the field, they had the lead. Stop the cap. But shout out Brian Flores in the defense. Mm-hmm. I felt like I just watched an Iowa football game. And- <laughs> <laughs> I hate Iowa football. I really do. I hate, I like who hates Iowa. We hate Iowa. And we hate we Iowa. Um, I mean, to be just, on, to be honest, those games did look the same this year. Yes. You ain't lying. <laughs> you aren't lying. Um, it's like, it's like the only football that the Vikings watched uh, on the bye week was Michigan versus Iowa. And they forgot to watch when Michigan had the football. Um, <laughs> Just, just brutal. Um, but they've got six days until they got the Bengals, and the Bengals looked pretty good the last two weeks. Yeah, with Jake, but they're Browning down to their third quarterback as the starting quarterback. Um, no, they're down to their second. Browning's the backup. Yeah, but Browning went out today. He can't. It just cramps. He'll be fine. Oh, is that what it was? Yep. Okay. Well, we'll find out. It's going to be interesting next week against whoa, whoa, that. Freddie, 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 Freddie. Army Navy is fun. Did you have fun watching this football game? I had fun watching Army Navy yesterday. I, I there was no part of this game other than the Ivan Pace backflip that was fun. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan, I brought that up that uh, it's been since nineteen forty three, but the Vikings scored a field goal. Greg Joseph did after missing one earlier. And we won the game. So, hey, it is what it is. Last words, Jonas. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, wondering if we are going to see Jefferson next week. Uh, it's, it was like the worst point where, where you can hit a right, uh, wide receiver, especially if he's stretched out because uh, if – I don't know how many people are uh, familiar with uh, the football gear, but there is absolutely nothing on the side. So if you get it right there under the arm, there, there's nothing between uh, 
you and uh, your opponent. And on the flip side, uh, it's the thickest on the shoulder. So you just had hard plastic going against skin, mm -hmm. more or less. And uh, yeah, it, it was... Uh, That throw was really bad. You just don't let your receivers hang out there uh, like that. It, you just don't do that. You just don't throw like that, especially not over the middle. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we are going to see him uh, back, especially with a QB who can execute a play call, like I said earlier. But uh, those, th those things can... Uh, He he's going to feel that, especially tomorrow. And uh, I'm not sure if he will practice this week. Mm -hmm. Justin, last words. And what have you got coming on tonight? Tonight over on Purple Pocket Podcast, I will be doing my post game show with uh, Ramp. Tomorrow, 8.15 Central Time, will be Skull for Days. I'll watch you guys on Vikings first and skull at six Oh five. I'll steal all your takes. No, I'm just kidding, but I don't even know what else to say about this monstrosity other than a win is a win. And yes, potentially you could still win this division. Crazier things have happened. So it might've been a little frustrating to talk about this win, but at the end of the day, win is a win. Hit that like button on the way out if you didn't wipe your feet at the door, ladies and gentlemen, and hit me up on Purple and Gold for Days. It's in the chat. Thank you so kindly. What do you guys what do you got, Tyler? <sighs> A lot of post-game content come from this absolute monstrosity. I'm excited to watch the film and kind of look at more in depth what some of the things went wrong and why you weren't connecting and um, I'm gonna uh, victory lap my take from last week when I was on one of my scorner shows where I thought the Vikings would start Nick Mullins because he can run the offense that is currently constructed and he's gonna throw with accuracy and good ball placement. All things he did tonight. People were laughing at me when I said the Vikings would probably do this. Well, they didn't end up doing it, but they probably should have. Look, the Dobbs mania was fun, uh, but it's He's Jeremy Lin of the NFL. It's it's over. Yeah. And we just got to accept yeah. it. Um, and you know what? I feel for Dobbs because he did play very well those first two games, but just not sustainable. And sometimes that happens. Um, some of the things he was doing in those first couple games were very sustainable. The processes. But sometimes if you don't execute those processes consistently, it doesn't matter. And We're going to talk a lot about this tomorrow on the Real Forno Show, and then Wednesday we're going to have um, guy named Sands. If you if you're on Twitter, you know Sands. Uh, he covers the Bengals for Sports Illustrated. He's going to be on the show to talk about everything. And our first um, premium subscriber show on Thursday afternoon at 2:30 p.m. Central Time. Connor Rogers of NBC Sports and. Pro Football Focus's NFL Stock Exchange podcast is going to join. We're going to start talking about prospects. That will be available for just subscribers. I believe uh, we'll have to figure out the logistics, but I think 24 hours. And then it will be available for everybody to watch. And I'm really excited to get this going because we're going to, we're going to talk just about two prospects with them. Easy, easy to watch, easy to digest and still a lot of really good information. And that's going to be one of many this year. Some just me, some with special guests and Connor's going to be the first one. One of my absolute favorite people in all of draft media, just a genuine human. Who's got more ball knowledge than any of us. And I don't mean that as insulting. He's just, he's just very good. <laughs> well, everybody from all of us at Vikings first and skull, we thank you for watching. We hope the rest of your weekend, This Sunday is a great one. You can go ahead and celebrate the win. And we will see you tomorrow night on Vikings First and Skull with the real Forno show at six. But before that, make sure you check out Justin later tonight. With that, what do we say, gentlemen? Jonas? Skull Vikings. <laughs> Enthusiastic. Yeah, Justin. just as that, just as that game deserves. <laughs> Justin, go to the next episode. Go crazy, punch a higher floor. <laughs> Tyler, rest in peace to my sweetie Claire. 
Yes. And as always, Skull Vikings! Thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And share this episode with your friends and even your enemies. We'd love it. Thanks for watching Vikings First and Skull. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Skull. This has been a Vikings First and Skull and Fans First Sports Network production.